0: News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with air on News Talk.
1: Now on Commission uh, Tolkien, Ireland's new independent electoral commission, has published its first draft research programme. One of the topics up for consideration is election postering. So should election posters be scrapped? To discuss this, we're joined by Dr Adrian Kavanagh from the Department of Geography at Manute University and John Gibbons, environmental journalist and commentator. John, to you first. Should election posters
0: be scrapped? Uh, good morning, Shane. Yeah, morning. The, there's certainly an argument that we can have uh, a little bit too much of a good thing. I'll give you an example. In, in the 2014 election, in total, there were 600,000 plastic posters used for that one election. Uh, and... Basically, these things are obviously they're not recyclable. They're not recoverable. uh, And also they just create this enormous clutter up and down the countryside, uh, blocking road signs. And and when they are eventually removed, uh, even the plastic ties are left behind. So, I mean, I'm all in favour of democracy. I think, of course, our elections should be carried out in public. But we do have models, Shane, uh, in a number of other European countries, including Belgium, the Netherlands, France, Austria, Italy and Spain, where election postering, is restricted by local authorities to, to certain zones. So let's say, for argument's sake, in Dunleary or Rathmines, there's a particular wall or a particular banner section where every party gets to put up its election posters. And the big advantage, in my view, of this is that it means that you can't be outspent. So the little guy, the independents, the small parties get the same space as long as, the, as long as they're on the electoral ticket, and they can't simply be outspent by the bigger party. Okay. So right. from that point of view,
2: I think it's actually quite democratic.
1: Okay. Uh, Adrian Kavanagh, how about that?
2: Yeah, hi, uh, Shane. That's a good idea. Like, what I'm personally against is blanket bans on election posters because election posters, for me, do serve a purpose. Uh, They do at least tell people there's an election on. Now, you might say, oh, sure, everyone knows there's an election on, but that's not the case. Uh, You could say, well... Uh, What about social media? You're only aware of an election in social media if you're really interested in politics and following about elections. So the issue I have is with, say, I think John's idea is good that you have specific areas for posters. But my issue is with blanket bans where you ban posters in certain areas and you don't have these areas set aside. So there's no indication, say, in the town, for instance, that there's an election on. Now if you're living in a town near Dublin, you might be all your life is spent in the town or commuting up to Dublin, maybe on the train. And in certain towns you mightn't be aware that there's an election, which can be problematic. Okay. Now in those cases there's an inbuilt bias as well towards the best known candidates. So you'll probably know the local councillor, but you won't know first time candidates. Yeah. Okay, that okay. lead to discrimination against the first time candidates, usually women. All right, jo- John, that,
1: uh, John, that is an issue, isn't it? Like if you're a first time candidate, you're, you mightn't be known. You have to get your face out there. You have to let people know you're there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that is a valid that is a valid point, and it's probably the strongest point in favour of it. The likelihood chain, however, is that if you're a first time candidate, you're probably not the one putting up 500 posters of yourself in the local town. That's in fact likely to be the well established candidate, the one who's got the big the big party behind him to start with. So I suggest that the the bias, if you like, in in who's able to do the postering will almost always exist. Uh, support the incumbent rather than the than the small guy but I do think it's a valid concern and I'm, I'm delighted that Adrian agrees with me that the idea of having uh areas set aside in every local authority area, every village, every town where we can do this in an organised way because yes we want to get to know our election candidates and the other side of the Shane is uh, something I'm noticing increasingly is that uh, politicians are using local public meetings on all kinds of topics to effectively run election posters uh, out yeah, of season I've seen right? them, and, I've seen yeah, them yeah. and so you see it's something about housing or something about wind farms and this enormous picture of whatever candidate A and that again has been done because these people clearly have the resources behind them and that gives them, in my view, a completely unfair advantage in terms of brand recognition. Okay. And I think while uh, we're tidying up election postering, we could certainly start by banning that type of, of creeping postering.
1: Adrian, uh, creeping postering, what do you make?
2: Yeah, that's a fair point. The other point is there's a lot of posters in general put up around town so there's posters for the circus, there's posters for viewings, there's posters for events. So, uh, personally I'd say sometimes there's politicians are an easy target i think in relation to this and i think if you're going to bring in the ban on posters for elections and it's worth noting elections take place very rarely local elections uh once every five years posters are only up for four weeks the good old sorry the bad old days when you had posters up for years are gone i know the cards we need to do a lot more about them uh that's why it's maybe uh at less than two percent of the time but there's a lot of other posters up, so I think yeah, if you want to limit posters, by all means do so. But there are other posters, and I think sometimes the politicians kind of get they're the easy targets with this.
1: Okay, okay. So, uh, gentlemen, can we can we agree? Is there a compromise here that we, we we you both feel there's a place for posters, but let's restrict them and and. Uh, uh, John, can they be done in a more environmentally friendly way? Uh, uh, Adrian mentioned the, the 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 plastic ties. There is there something that can be done about that.
0: Yeah, I think, the first of all, the, the posters that are now being commonly used, that that 600,000 that I mentioned, uh, they were all plastic, Shane, right? Because right. essentially the, the politicians have moved towards using these corrugated plastic posters and basically the, these things are indestructible, right? And if you wanted something that would last forever, then get a corrugated plastic poster. So uh, so I think restricting uh, that amount of thing, and, and I understand and totally understand what I, what Adrian is saying in terms of we shouldn't be picking on politicians. But the other side of that argument is... Our politicians should lead by example. When they're telling the rest of us, and rightly so, we need to cut down on waste, we need to avoid single-use plastic, well, they should lead from the front on this. Okay. And I think a system that I believe we can both agree on is that we have it, we follow the, the model, the European model, of having uh, municipal election areas in all the, in all towns, in all districts, so that we can get to see who our candidates are. Uh, and yes, people shouldn't be disadvantaged, uh, but equally, uh, candidates with deep pockets shouldn't be able to blitz their okay. face all John, around.
1: John Gibbons. Environmental journalist and commentator Dr. Adrian Cabinet from the Department of Geography at Manute University. Thanks to both of you for joining us. Let us know what you think. 087 1400 106.
0: News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.